Welcome to Balance 365 Life Radio, a podcast that delivers honest conversations about food, fitness, weight, and wellness. I'm your host, Annie Breeze, along with Jennifer Campbell and Lauren Kosky. We are personal trainers, nutritionists, and founders of Balance 365. Together, we coach thousands of women each day and are on a mission to help them feel healthy, happy, and confident in their bodies on their own terms. Join us here every week as we discuss hot topics pertaining to our physical, mental, and emotional well-being with amazing guests. Enjoy. Welcome to Balance 365 Life Radio. Today we have a short but information-packed episode in which Jen, Lauren, and I do a little myth-busting on three well-known nutrition rules. If you've listened to past episodes, you know that we care less about rules and more about offering guidelines. And if breaking rules helps you find balance in food and fitness, then we are all for that. Besides, we know as busy women, you don't have time or energy to waste putting an effort to changes that don't really matter or don't even work. Today, the three of us share the truth behind these rules and most importantly, how to get the most bang for your buck when making changes to your nutrition. But first, I want to remind you that we are just getting started in our popular Powerable Challenge, and it's not too late to join. Our free 14-day challenge is guaranteed to help you feel nourished, have more energy, and learn health, wellness, and fat loss strategies that actually work for busy women. Inside the challenge, you will find Powerable recipes that our members rave about, no cooking necessary, a meal prep guide, prizes, and a private Facebook community of almost 40,000 busy women who get it and are there to cheer you on. You can sign up at PowerableChallenge.com today. All right, let's get going. Jen and Lauren, welcome back to another episode. How are you guys? Jen, what are you up to? Uh, Working today, all day. We've got our Powerable Challenge coming up and I am in charge of the new recipes and taking photos. So today I have, I'm cooking two Power Bowls today or creating two Power Bowls and taking photos. I did the grocery shop last night, so I'm ready to go. And by the time they're listening to this, the Power Bowl challenge will be in full effect. So if you haven't joined already, join at PowerBowlChallenge.com because you have a new recipe. I don't want to give away too much. Um, Well, I guess they'll already maybe have gotten it by then. (laughs) But we're trying to be all like cool and stealth-like, like like pre-recording podcast episodes. But you have a Bavarian bratwurst Power Bowl. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, and it's really good. I mean, we do – we have eight re- different recipes with a meal prep guide for everyone to choose from. And if you're late to the challenge, that's okay. Just go to the link that Annie mentioned and sign up. You'll still get the recipes and you'll get all the catch-up emails for the challenge because they are really good recipes. And the Bavarian Bratwurst Power Bowl is – I guess a little on the heavier side, but as we move into fall, I think a lot of people gravitate more towards warmer meals um, and heavier meals and stuff. It's still a really well-balanced meal, um, but it's just more like a having like... Meaty. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's got <laughs> turkey bratwurst um, and then all the all the fixins. So if anyone is like Eastern European, Ukrainian, German, um, they'll probably be really excited for that power bowl. I am not, but I am equally as excited. Right. (laughs) Because anything, anything with like a brat or a brat like thing and sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. It's got sauerkraut, which is not everyone's bag, but um, yeah, it's really good. I really like it. I'll be making it regularly. I'm pumped. Lauren, what are you up to? 
Uh, just getting back into the swing of things. I thought you guys might fire me after our move because I was <laughs> so stressed out, but I'm so excited to be like back to work. Yeah. I don't even know. Congrats on the new house. Thank you. The ba- Never doing it again. The background of your bedroom looks amazing. Oh, thank you. My bed is not made. <laughs> I'm sitting in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm also sitting in my bedroom. We're super professional. We have so many, we've had so many sound issues, but you two have both moved this summer and, you know, you kind of like, I don't, people don't understand, you know, if you podcast or listen to podcast, if you get a really crisp sounding podcast, that takes a lot of work and intention. And I feel like we've all found good spots in our homes to record. Before I, I actually moved last summer and before I moved, I used to record inside my walk-in closet because it just had, you know, carpet and clothes all around me so the sound was really good but you know you two have both moved and we've kind of had sound issues um you know we've it just taken us a little bit to work out the sound issues around those moves so but yeah it really does bedrooms are a good place to record because they have um you know lots of just yeah carpet fabrics yeah yeah, fabrics and just things around you to absorb any echoes and i record now in my office my office is super tiny um and has carpet and yeah so it, i think i think we have figured it out ladies uh, knock on wood the last podcast yeah. it took us f- three times to record i know <laughs> so hopefully we've nailed it down to what works and what doesn't but today i'm happy to have you both here today because today we wanted to discuss three nutrition rules you should consider breaking and um the word rules usually doesn't float well in our community because we're very much a do what works for you. And right. that's what we want to spend our focus on. So we kind of stay away or shy away from rules or making rules for our members and more provide guides or suggestions. Yeah. Guidelines are a fact of life. And if you are looking to improve um, your overall diet, um guidelines are just a fact of that. So, um, and nutrition is a science and this has been studied and, you know, there's lots of different studies and there is best practices around nutrition. Um, but you can, you don't have to make those rules. You know, every nutrition should be something that's flexible. Like not every meal is like a do or die. So, um, we give guidelines, um, in Balance 365 and then we show different ways to be flexible with that guideline and figure out how that particular guideline, whether it's around protein or carbs or fat or meal frequency, how to make that work for you if that particularly one you know, guideline doesn't quite work for you, how you can be flexible with it and still improve your overall diet. Absolutely. Well said. So let's get right into it. Should we dive into the first rule, quote unquote? Yeah. Yes. That is eat tiny meals, which I think is appropriate for the Power Bowl challenge. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But most people are eating tiny meals because I, you you guys have heard that rule, right? I of feel course. like this is Lauren's favorite okay. <laughs> rule to spout off about. I know. Lauren's like a caged lion over here. She's like, let me add it. Let me add it. Um, but the truth is most people are doing this, um, the, like, you know, six small meals or tiny meals, um, whether you're eating frequently or not, um, eat small meals in hopes of fat loss or weight loss. But studies have reported that there's no evidence that weight loss is altered by meal frequency. Um, Lauren, 
help us out with this. This this is debunked. We can debunk the eat tiny meals for fat loss myth, right? Yes. And it's just, it's like one of the most iconic myths. Like as soon as you are looking to change your nutrition habits, right? Like one of the first things you're always going to hear is, oh, eat every three hours. But studies um, have proven that there's no evidence for that. And actually the opposite is true. So not only does it do nothing for your metabolism, but um, studies have shown that if you eat the same amount of calories in a couple of larger meals versus many small meals throughout the day, you actually um, are hungrier the more meals you eat with the same amount of calories, if that makes sense. Yeah, you can inhibit your ability to ever really fully experience fullness or hunger if you're dividing your meals up. Um, Because really what it boils down to is the total calories consumed versus the total calories expended. That's really what equals fat loss or weight loss. So we don't need to be concerned or you don't need to uh, concern yourself with your frequency of your meals. Yeah, and not everything can be about fat loss. We have um, a couple women in Balance 365 who have IBS, and they find, um, but the reason they eat smaller meals is because very large meals they have learned tri- can trigger IBS symptoms. So, again, there are guidelines, but you still have to do what works for you. We just wanted to spell any myths around the reasons people might choose to do something. Absolutely. And, you know, the reason why I said I think this is um, appropriately timed with the Powerball Challenge is because our goal with the Powerball Challenge is to help women experience what a balanced, sustainable meal feels like and looks like. Because we're so conditioned to, like, 300 calories is a meal. And it's like, that's, no girl. That's pretty small. Like, I guarantee I'm going to be hungry if you feed me a 300 calorie meal. I can fit 300 calories in a handful. Like, I'm (laughs) just. Done. And Jen, uh, I think we should we can link to this in the notes maybe, but you did actually a Facebook Live talking all about this because there were so many people having like mini freakouts about how large the Power Bowls were and how many yeah. calories were in them. I even I got out like a whiteboard yeah. and I drew like I really got into it. So there's circles uh, involved. Yes. <laughs> Math, but um, <laughs> math. <laughs> I did math. So, um, right. So, um, we actually recommend um, larger meals less frequently as a starting point. So, give that a try. So, we recommend three to four meals a day. Um, and a lot of our Balance 365ers aren't eating that way when they come into Balance 365. They're either, um, a lot of them are just grazing all day long. They're never really having a meal. They are just really busy, overwhelmed people who are grabbing at their kids' leftovers or grabbing handfuls of almonds from the cabinet every time they pass it. Right, Um, and one more thing that I wanted to interject too was studies also show that the more often you eat throughout the day, on average, the more calories that you do consume. So yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. Side so note. people eating. So people eating larger, less frequent meals. Um, studies have shown they are eating less calories overall during the day, um, which is interesting because the tiny meal rule was introduced, you know, as a way of controlling calories. But it's what research has found is it actually is 
um, increasing the amount of calories you eat. And anyways, so if three to four meals works for you in a day, that's great. Our breastfeeding moms and sometimes our pregnant moms find that doesn't work for them, whether if they're pregnant and they have heartburn issues, they do need to eat smaller meals, or if they're breastfeeding, they're just really, really hungry and three to four meals isn't going to cut it. Um, right. But it is about like starting and stopping and ramping up your hunger and satiety again, rather than just like, yeah, grazing all day, never really getting hungry, never really getting full. And I mean, just on a really low level, like that's a lot of food uh, to potentially cook, prepare, and then to clean up. Yeah. And when I I used to eat like that and I used to feel like I was always in the kitchen or always thinking about food or, and always like going, okay, when's my next meal? It's in two hours. And, right. and I it's used like, to carry a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. And we used to, yeah. So I, I feel like it's quite freeing to be, you know, I, I do three meals a day and sometimes I have a fourth evening snack. Um, but yeah, and when you're having well-balanced meals, I mean, those meals can't consist of a piece of toast either. Um, and that's why when women are in the Powerball Challenge, they say, um, holy cow, you know, these are huge. But that's, if you are having a power bowl for lunch that has, you know, um, maybe has 500 calories in it or whatever it ends up being, um, depending on your serving size, and it's really well balanced with a substantial amount of protein, um, tons of fiber, it's got some carbs in there, health, healthy fats. Um, they're, they're, they also are getting through till dinner time without experiencing hunger or even that afternoon energy slump, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just challenging you to try this out and see how it makes you feel. Which can feel counterintuitive to a lot of women that have followed this rule for a really long time. Like, yeah. you want me to eat more? Yeah, like- we have women that come in terrified of this and then they – a lot of them say it's it was their favorite change that they had made. Yes, for sure. Um, rule number two, always eat breakfast. So we've most of us have heard anyways that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You've heard that, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but is it really? And will skipping breakfast help you lose weight or will you become um, starving and famished by the time lunchtime comes and overeat as a result? And the studies are a little bit mixed um, on this, but what's been widely accepted is that um, it comes down to individual preferences. So if you eat breakfast every day and you miss it one day, sure, you're likely going to end up famished and overeat by lunch because you're hungry. You're used to eating. But there's someone like me, and I think you two might be similar. Um, I don't eat breakfast until two or three hours after waking. Right. Is that mm-hmm. – what do you do, Jen? So I um... – during the school year, that's what I live and die by. <laughs> during the summer is different. Um, during the school year, I get my kids off to school and um, I might work for an hour and then have something to eat because that's when I start. That is just when I naturally start getting hungry. When I used to exercise in the morning, I found I got hungry. Um, I needed to have something small before I exercised or I would feel faint during my workout and then I would feel hungry after the workout. But I don't exercise in the morning um, currently and I do not experience hunger till around 9, 9.30. So that's when I eat. 
my yep. first meal. I, Lauren, I think you were the one that would kind of help me troubleshoot breakfast. And you asked me the very simple question, are you hungry when you wake up? Because that's when I was eating breakfast. Are you hungry when you wake up to eat breakfast? And I was like, no, I'm actually not hungry. And you're like, well, it's okay to wait. Like I needed to g- someone to give me permission <laughs> right. to like not eat at a meal time, quote unquote, which sounds so ridiculous when I like verbalize it, when I express it like that. But um, I just thought you had to eat breakfast. Like everyone ate breakfast. And if I wasn't going to eat breakfast, I was doomed. But um, really what it boils down to, if you're consuming the appropriate amounts of calories and macronutrients throughout the day, uh, skipping breakfast, eating breakfast, whatever you do, really like won't, won't likely make a big difference. Um, Lauren, do you eat breakfast? I eat breakfast um – like both of you, a few hours after I wake up. I get up, I get the kids ready, I get ready, get them off to daycare, come home, and then I eat breakfast like while I'm like right before I start work. And so this one, like Annie said, is going to be really person specific. Like you get to make your own rules here on how it works for you because some people um, feel nauseous when they eat breakfast. Some people like the three of us aren't hungry on first waking, but then there's other people who maybe do need breakfast and if they skip breakfast, they will be famished and end up eating more later. So it's kind of, it might take some trial and error to kind of figure out which which person you are. Do you need breakfast? Do you not need yeah, breakfast? Yeah. If you're ravenous when you wake up, eat. Um, we're not right. advocating anyone go hungry. No. And sometimes I eat breakfast when I'm not hungry because I know I'm going to be hungry later. And whenever that later is, I won't have an opportunity right. to eat. You know, if I've got a meeting or an appointment of some sort at nine o'clock when I normally eat breakfast and I'm not going to be available to eat at that time, then yeah, I'll eat when I'm not hungry. So these are, you know, these are flexible-ish. Right. The, the main They're, thing you know. is to understand that a lot of people just, they do what they do out of habit. And it's something right, or because they think they're supposed right. to, right? Yeah, cultural. Right, I got to kickstart my metabolism yeah. in the morning or whatever, which is also not true. But what? Um, but yeah, what happens is if you're just on autopilot during well, while you're making these decisions, you're maybe missing opportunities to um, change the way you eat, your nutrition, or your exercise habits, or whatever your whatever wellness habit. Um, in a way that is actually going to work better for you and serve you better for the long term. Long term, sorry. And I do just want to know. Um, I pulled this from Examine.com, which is can be a really great resource for people that want um, some information on supplements and um, nutrition. Uh, research-based, uh, they just noted some some quote-unquote bad candidates or candidates that likely won't do well by skipping breakfast. And they included um, pregnant women, children and adolescents who are still growing, people for who suffer from impaired glucose regulation, people who are hungry when they wake up, and then people who need to exercise at peak performance in the morning, um, and people who are just like eating breakfast. It's right. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I could eat breakfast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's just, yeah, breakfast is the good. other thing about the great thing that I found is that when I used to wake up and have breakfast, I was tr- I was feeling like I had to eat breakfast in the morning, and then I was trying to do it amongst the morning rush with my kids, and it just it just didn't work. I didn't enjoy my breakfast. I was choosing things that were maybe more convenient and not something I was necessarily aligned with my goals or making me feel good the rest of the day. Um, and I just wasn't slow. I was eating really quickly, which um, 
you know, there's benefits to slowing down your eating. And yeah, I, I actually just love now my morning breakfast. Like it's, it's like something I get to sit and do without the chaos of my children. And, and once, and I get to do once I'm hungry. And it becomes kind of more ritualistic. Yeah, exactly. To like enjoy breakfast and exactly. And some women are breakfast. like, if you're a working woman, I work um, out of my house, so I'll just acknowledge that it's a bit easier for me to be flexible with my schedule. But like Annie said, is there's different things that you can do. Like if you are, if you start work at eight a.m. every day, but you find you don't get hungry till nine, is there you know you you can eat earlier, of course. Is there an opportunity for you to do some meal prep, like some egg muffins, you know, or whatever on the or breakfast burritos on the weekend, and then take one with you and have it at your desk at nine o'clock. You know, just trying to think outside the box a little bit. Another troubleshooting tip that um, I give often in Balance Three Sixty Five Two is if you have a structured schedule and you have to eat and you're not hungry in the morning, look at um, how much you're eating at night. So cut that back, and you maybe will find that you're hungry in the morning. Right. So I was. I really noticed this when I. Um, had gotten into a period of my life where I was in a habit of eating at night, I would find myself not hungry till like 10 or 11 the next day. Um, so which was really weird and really doesn't work for me um, at all to get hungry at that time or to wait to eat at that time. So um, when I cut back on my evening meal slash snacking, I was hungry a lot sooner in the morning in a time that worked for me. Yeah, and um, if you're new to our podcast or our community, just so you know, Balance 365 is our coaching program that we offer. Um, it's our life, uh, excuse me, one-year habit coaching program where we focus on a lot of these really foundational, solid nutrition habits that um, sometimes women can move away from um, as they grow older, um, and that's things like fullness cues, hunger cues. And so when we talk about our Balance 365 program, that's what um, we're talking about. And one of the things we really encourage them is to pay attention to hunger and fullness cues. So you don't have to eat just because it's mealtime, just because it's right. breakfast time. Yeah. Um, or there's ways, if you do have to eat during a certain time, as Lauren said, there's ways to reverse engineer your life to be hungry when that meal time comes around. Because otherwise, if we're, you know, if we're just eating mindlessly, we're never hungry, we're not paying attention to our fullness cues, then really that's where a lot of people are overeating. They're just eating to excess. And one of our Balance 365ers just said to me the other day that um, once she really worked on her hunger and satiety habits, um, she can't believe how much she was overeating. She can't believe how much more food she used to eat simply out of habit and because she was afraid of feeling hunger coming from you know and a lot of people feel like coming from really diety backgrounds when you are essentially starving yourself and you you know you never want to go back there that never feels good but then you kind of almost become defiant and have fear around hunger and you never want to experience it but actually it's just a normal human um, signal that is our body telling us something and um, we we would I mean, our goal with our Balance 365ers is that they eat when they're hungry and they stop when they're satisfied. Which sounds simple, but can take some practice, especially exactly. if you've been yeah. ig ignoring those cues for a while or, or not, you know, aware of them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So our third and last rule is don't eat after 7 p.m., which kind of ties into a little bit of what we were talking about. But I swear it was Oprah who made this. Did you guys hear about this rule on Oprah? <gasps> 
I don't know if I heard it on Oprah, but I heard from a fitness competitor, like a, you know, like the in the bodybuilding community. I was like 20 and I was working at this place in university and she worked there too. And she was like, if you eat anything after seven o'clock, it turns straight to fat in your body. And yeah. I was like, I've heard what? that as well. And so it's basically like, first of all, that's scaring like you straight from like fat, you know, fat phobic mindset, like you know, oh my gosh, the fat. But then it's also just not true. Right. It's just a trick to try to get people to control calories, right? That diets use. Right. As is every diet rule we Mm -hmm. hear is all about controlling calories. Yeah. Manipulating calories. But here's the truth. Eating a similar number of calories, although at different times throughout the day, does not seem to have a major effect on weight gain or weight loss. Right. And also like, and we often talk about this in Balance 365, we encourage people to zoom out and look at your life like week to week, month to month. Like we don't have to get tripped up in little details, you know, every, you know, every meal, every day, every, you know, it's just things are always going to vary. Your activity levels are going to vary. Your hunger and satiety is going to vary. So really you want to look at trends, right? So whether you have a fat loss goal or you just have a goal of feeling better, um, just look at the big picture and not eating after 7 p.m. is not going to serve you if you are hungry. If you are not hungry, there may be a reason to stop eating after you're done dinner, um, which is to prevent overeating. Um, but that's a whole other issue, right? There's reasons people overeat um, after dinner, which we we have talked about in previous podcasts. So for anyone that's new to us, really check out our podcast. We have so much good information around eating behavior and helping you um, get on top of your overeating. Um, but you know, the approach people often take if their if their rule is I don't eat after 7pm, they then try and white knuckle cravings. And that really just like rarely, rarely works cutting things out, putting in a rule like you will eventually succumb to your cravings and you will binge on a tray of brownies in the pantry. And you know, you won't even need a reasonable amount. So right. And Lauren always talks about the um, kind of the big rocks of nutrition. And when you're eating, doesn't matter near as much as what you're eating, how much you're eating, and you know, balanced meals like these, the, like you're getting enough protein, you're uh, coming to a meal hungry, you're leaving full. Um, these are kind of the big rocks in nutrition, not so much like did you eat at seven or did you eat at 9 p.m.? And full disclosure, I actually eat my dinner um, at like nine o'clock every night and I'm doing just fine. Right. <laughs> in fact, you've actually lost a lot of weight. Um, in the last two years, haven't you, Annie? Well, not like, like, you know, you've slowly, um, slowly and surely been picking away at a fat loss goal. I am obviously the oldest I've ever been. Um, but I'm also the leanest I've ever been. And again, I eat breakfast. I I don't eat breakfast until 9am and I eat my dinner at 9pm. So, and that's just what works for us because a lot of times I'm coaching in the gym a couple nights a week. Um, we don't like to eat until, our kids go down for a bed, which is a whole other story, and I have reasons behind it. But um, I do, we don't sit down for dinner until quite late, and that just works for us. And and it hasn't affected uh, my my weight or my body composition. So yeah, no complaints, Lauren. What do you have to add? I know you've got some thoughts on not eating after seven p.m. Not much to add. I think we covered it. I'll just add that I often have a snack. Um, after 7 p.m. before bed. And again, it just, it's what works for me. I, I'm hungry usually at night before bed. And if I don't eat, then that impacts my sleep. 
And so it's like a snowball effect too. The other thing is that um, to understand that this, this all, things all sort of integrate and work together. So if you go right. back to like our tiny meals, um, or, um, if you go back to even just your own behaviors and how, if you're trying to st- cut out snacking after 7 p.m., but all day you've just grazed, eaten your kids' leftovers and, um, or just been so busy and overwhelmed, you've ignored your hunger signals and you can't even feel them anymore. A lot of people are ravenous at that time. And when they hear that it's a quote unquote bad time to eat, yet they are ravenous, like that will catch up to you at night. Um, and then there's different reasons other people eat at night, which is like, it's just part of their habit. It's a habit. It's a routine. Um, Or they're using it to emotionally cope from the stress of the day or whatever it is. And we we deal with all of this in Balance 365. We have an emotional eating chapter in Balance 365. And instead of just telling you, hey, stop doing this, we talk about how to stop doing this. And if you are interested in that, you can go back to our podcast about breaking habits because there's a process and there's a reason that so many people struggle with breaking breaking bad habits is because our brains all work a certain way. And I would go back to that podcast and listen to it if you are if you are actually seriously interested in cutting down on nighttime snacking. Because it, you know, it can be also problematic for some people in that they have eaten to their energy energy needs for the day and they're not hungry. So really nighttime stacking just becomes about overeating and eating foods that might not be aligned with their long-term goals. So maybe it's like, it's not even a balanced meal. It's like a tray of brownies or whatever it is, but there are, there are ways to address it that work instead of white knuckling it. For sure. And I think um, if that's kind of, if what Jen is saying is resonating with you, just um, pot, like next time you find yourself in front of the fridge at at 7.01 p.m. or whatever it is, 8.01, just pause and ask yourself, why are you eating? With no judgment, like like just no judgment. Why are you eating? Are you hungry? Are you stressed? Are you tired? I often eat when I'm tired. And like instead of just going to bed, I'm like, well, maybe if I had some (laughs) – snacks. (laughs) And I think, I think this is why too, we harp so much on listening to your hunger and satiety cues, because like for me, I'm, I think I'm, I'm often hungry before bed because we eat earlier in the night. And I also, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And so dinner time is hectic and I don't eat as much as I normally do at the meals when I am by myself. And so like last night, I went out to dinner and I kind of went in the kitchen to go get a, my like normal snack and realized, you know what, I'm not actually hungry. Like I went out to dinner, I had a big dinner and I'm not hungry. And so I didn't have a snack last night. And so it's really important to kind of keep those things in mind too and realize when you're eating at night is just habitual and um, kind of pay attention to that. Yeah. And, and I don't, I'm not saying that like you have to beat yourself up. Like I said, like no judgment, just create some awareness. Like what's going on? Like, what are you feeling? Where are you at? What's your environment? Like, what do you like? What activities are you engaged in? What did you just engage in? What did you just do? Like, and that's how you kind of start to dissect your habits. Like you just, but step one is you have to be aware of like, why am I even doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Like, and it's mm-hmm. so important to do that without judgment because, um, um, that's kind of where most of us get tripped up is we judge ourselves and then we feel shame and it just spirals us into a negative place that is actually more likely to take us to a place of overeating. Right. And, and then using- we kick ourselves when we're down and it's like, yeah. well, I can't do this. So I might as well just throw in the towel and, you know, start on Monday or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like you are, 
you know, every, all of us are worthy of unwinding at night or, you know, it's like, but it's finding, you know, some women, they like to go exercise at night as their unwind thing. That's not for me, but (laughs) obviously if you've listened to previous (laughs) podcasts, but, um, but I mean, as far or, but I could act as in a walk, a walk is a nice wind down for me. Watching TV is a nice wind down for me. Stretching would be a nice wind down for me. A bath. Like it's also about saying like, Hey, I deserve to wind down. Um, if I don't want to choose food as that wind down option, what are some other options for me instead of just like, you know, just recognizing that you deserve to wind down. A lot of our listeners are parents and the evenings are the only time we have and we get really selfish with that time. Um, so yeah, just sort of, yeah, as Annie said, acknowledge it, figure, figure out why and see if you can find a replacement. That gives you that same like sense of relief, sense of like, oh, right. this feels good, yeah. this comfort, this de-stress, this like take the edge off from the day or or give you energy if you're eating because you're tired, you know, like it just, yeah, create some awareness. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. We're on a little tangent here, but while we are in this tangent, another tip <laughs> is if you can't find something um, besides eating and you're not hungry, that gives you that same reward. Try doing something else without taking away that um, option to eat, right? So do something else and eat. And you'll find that the something else will start to feel better more the more that you do it without saying, I can't eat, I can only do this other thing. So I'll take a plate of cheese and crackers into the tub with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that sounds delightful. <laughs> That's interesting, Lauren. I hadn't heard that. I'll have to try that. So just keep keep doing what you're doing, but add something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another thing I found is a lot of our Balance 365ers, it's not just about the food. It's about keeping your hands busy at night. I so, was just thinking that. Yes. Yeah, so they will replace their food habits. We really are on a tangent now, <laughs> but they will replace their evening snacking with knitting or talking to a friend on the phone and just having that phone by your face um, can help. So yeah, Yeah, I find that um, if I sit in front of the TV, I often feel like I need like a snack. Right. So so my solution is just instead of TV, I've been reading. Right. But I mean, you know, that's just what worked for me. But anyways, we did get off on a tangent. But those were our three our three kind of nutrition rules that we would suggest breaking. And just to recap real quick, um, the first one was to eat tiny meals, um, that you can eat as many uh, meals or as few as meals as you'd like, that really it's overall calories that really depend on our um, – ability to weight, lose weight, maintain weight, or gain weight. Always eat breakfast. We debunked. It's not necessarily the most important meal of the day, and that's going to depend highly on the person. If you enjoy eating breakfast, if you feel like you need to eat breakfast, if you're hungry when you wake up, um, all can be elements to determining if you should eat breakfast or not. And the last one we just spent a fair amount of time on was don't eat after 7 p.m., which again, um, eating a similar number of calories throughout different times of the day does not seem to have a major effect on weight loss or weight gain. So anything you two want to add before we wrap up? No, I think that covers it. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. This was good. This was fun and quick. Debunk some myths. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, ladies. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.
This episode is brought to you by our online coaching course, Balance 365. If you're ready to say goodbye to quick fixes and false promises, and yes to building healthy habits and a life you're 100% in love with, then check out our program at balance365.co to learn more.